Have you been struggling in your relationship with the Lord? Do you feel like there's this tension, this discomfort, there's this frustration because your will and his will have not lined up to this point? And it's almost caused a little bit of a rift between you and God. Well, in this episode, I'm going to dive into what you can do today to take action and start healing that relationship. But I want to just take a second and let you know that I am now offering one-on-one mentorship calls. This is perfect for the woman who is currently walking through a trying to conceive journey journey, a prolonged fertility journey, or even infertility. And you're looking to transform your mental health and your spiritual health, really find healing in your relationship with the Lord, maybe healing and even your thoughts. I will work with you on this hour long call to create what I call a faith wellness plan. And this faith wellness plan is really going to help you experience the goodness of God, find peace in your current circumstances and not waiting on an answer of a yes, right? Or the miracle to come, like really truly find peace today. This is perfect for you because we're going to create a strategy where you will be able to start rowing forward and get unstuck. God's word says to take every thought captive and we're really going to put a plan in place that's going to allow you to do that and take back control during this waiting season. So if you're interested in that, the link is down below. You can book that. I would love to serve you. Now let's go ahead and dive into the meat of today's episode. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. I will never forget when I was trying to conceive, I really, really struggled with a lot of deep emotions in my relationship with the Lord. I had a lot of anger towards him. I felt really frustrated over the process of trying to conceive and these expectations that I had come into it with. And I had no idea what to do with it. I felt like I was just like sitting in this well of emotions and frustrated of the lack of intimacy or even just the disunity that I felt in my relationship with God. All of that anger, all of that frustration, all of the confusion really led to a place of almost like a crisis of faith. And I just had no idea what to do. I just felt really lost in that area because I had never experienced it before. I didn't know how to get back on track. I didn't know how to just like jump in after feeling one really deep emotions towards God, the person I was supposed to jump back into a relationship with. And two, where to start? What did I do? Like, how did I jump back into building that relationship and building that unity and intimacy with God again? 
after experiencing, you know, that shake and that crisis of asking questions like, are you real? Are you good? All these things that started coming at me because of these deeper emotions and my circumstances. So today I really want to just dive into what does God's word say about God when we have been far from him? And then five truths that we can stand and operate on today, as well as a breakdown of how to start studying Bible today. Where can you start? What can you do? Giving you tangible tips to just dive back into your relationship with God, because this is going to be your source of hope. This is going to be your source of life when you are navigating these deep seasons of waiting. So let's dive into it. I want to open up our Bibles to Isaiah 30, 18. The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for him to help them. And I just love that verse because it says the Lord waits for you. Have you ever stood up a friend for a coffee date? I don't think I've ever done that, left them completely hanging, but I do that to God frequently, especially during my trying to conceive journey when my emotions were just a roller coaster. You never knew what day I was going to wake up in what attitude towards God, because some days I handled my frustration in a healthy way and I handled my anger in a healthy way by going to him. But there were other days where those emotions put a lot of distance between us. And I felt like almost like I had no idea how to come to his presence because I just had such deep, real emotions. So this verse opens up the door for us to come back to him at any time, no matter what has gone through our journey, no matter what we have said about him or said to him, no matter what feelings we have felt, that distance can immediately be erased because he is the kind of friend to us that is waiting at the coffee shop at any time he is waiting for you. His love and compassion is on the other end of you showing up to come to him. We sometimes know that, but we don't always feel that or we don't always believe that because we know what we've thought. Like I remember feeling like so angry and so hurt by God that like a lot of my thoughts I felt were not true essentially about his identity. And so a lot of times I didn't see God in a loving and compassionate way. I saw him as heartless. I saw him as not good or the opposite of what I was feeling and experiencing, you know, compared to the truth. And so anyway, I just love that we we want to start there. We want to start with the truth. And the basis of the truth when it comes to coming back to your faith or finding a way to get through a hard season and coming back to the Lord, really rebuilding your faith after a season of crisis comes down to knowing the truth that God is waiting for you. He's waiting right there for you. And he has love and compassion and he does not have anger and he does not have malice and he does not have deceit or any of those things. Like he is right there waiting for you and just wants you to honestly just come to him. It's just a matter of making that decision. So once we have that open door, we can really walk through the door because of the understanding of who we are in Christ. And I think it's important to lay out like five biblical truths to stand on when you're just having that crisis of faith and you're starting to come back to the Lord after a season of maybe not spending time with him and you kind of feel like a little bit embarrassed or ashamed. I think it's so important to know how to walk through that open door where God is waiting for you because it is an action that we have to respond in. So I want to open up our Bibles again back to 1 Peter 1. This is just so powerful. It says Peter first addresses the people he's talking to. He says to God's elect who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. The inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God 
God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all of this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you may not have seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of souls. And I, I want to stop here and, and kind of dig into this scripture because it really sets the tone for who we're coming back to. And that is a God who is worthy to be praised because through Jesus Christ, he has given us freedom. He has given us eternal life and he has given us that comfort and that hope and that joy that we're looking for. Right now, the waiting season is so hard because you don't know if you have hope. Those deep, big emotions of frustration and anger with God, they come from a lack of hope, right? It's like we start feeling so in our feels and so discouraged and just defeated on this trying to conceive journey because we don't know. We're losing sight. We're getting distracted of where our hope is and where it can be found and the fact that we do have forever unshakable hope. So here are five things that we can pull out of this scripture that really set the tone for knowing who we are and being able to come to God in that open door when he is just waiting for us to turn back to him. Number one, knowing that God first chose us. How good is that? Like you are his. Number two, Jesus died for you and shed his blood for you. And that is just the saving grace that we actually do need the most. Number three, the spirit is at work in you even now. Like in that in that passage, it says, even though right now you will have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, grief of all kinds of trials, we still have the spirit at work in us. He is refining us and proving that genuineness of faith, which is greater than gold. And gold perishes through through the fire, right? But not what comes out of those really difficult grieving seasons. And the spirit is at work in you. Number four, your past is forgiven. Number five, your present and future are secure. And I just love that because it says right there in verse three, his great mercy, he's given us new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ into an inheritance that can never perish. And then a little bit further on it, talks about having an inexpressible and glorious joy. And I just think that that's something that a lot of times we're lacking, right? When we're deep in our feels and when we're feeling far from God, we don't have joy and we're missing our hope. Those pieces and those elements come from the source and the giver of those things, the creator of those things, and that is God. So when we're missing our time with God, when we are not prioritizing that, or worse, we're letting those deep, big emotions kind of sink us into this place of distance from God, we're letting the enemy get a foothold into our inheritance, into our process of the spirit working through us. And that's just going to be a no for us. So as we really walk through that door, so God has given us this open door. He says, I am waiting for you. I am waiting for you in your brokenness, in your pain, in your suffering, in your isolation, in your distance. I'm right here. I never left. Come back to me. And he says, the reason that you could come back to me is because I chose you. I loved you so much that I gave my son for you. I am at work in you even when you don't feel it. I'm at work in your circumstances. I'm at work right now in you. Your past is forgiven. What you feel and your distance and maybe even any shame that you carry because of how you've reacted in these circumstances, it's forgiven. Maybe there's been a lot of jealousy. Maybe there's been a lot of bitterness. Maybe there's been a lot of division within marriages or whatever. There are things that have come up that absolutely need that forgiveness. And he said, I've got you. And then he says that our present and our future are secure.
here. And I just love that because that's where our joy comes from. That's where our hope comes from. And a lot of times when we are navigating our waiting season, we don't experience that. We're missing those elements, which causes us to create distance with God because we feel like, okay, well, I don't feel hope. I don't feel joy. I don't feel any of these things that you've promised me. I'm questioning if you're good. I'm questioning if you're even real. You're not hearing my prayers. And it's almost like this cycle that just keeps on repeating and creating more and more distance between you and God. So what do we do? How do we dig back into the Bible? How do we find our way back to the Lord and that consistency of digging into our source, which is going to then create the hope and the joy that we are feeling we are missing? And that one of the things that um, Josh, my husband, actually taught me is this kind of prayer Bible study model that I want to share with you guys today, because I think sometimes like we just need a tactical how to to be able to just get back into the game. So for this, if you are sitting there and you're like, I want to get back to my relationship with the Lord, I want to find him again, you will find him when you seek him. So the action of seeking him has to come first. The action of pursuing him where he's right there waiting for you, it has to be the first thing that you do. It's not going to come as a result of all of a sudden you have this feeling of hope. All of a sudden you have this feeling of love for God. If you want to fix those things and you want to experience those feelings that he promises us, that inexpressible joy and the hope and love for him and knowing his goodness, like it comes from spending time with him. So it's almost like a catch 22, right? Like you have to choose the discipline of spending time with God in order to cultivate those feelings and experience those feelings that you're currently missing out on right now. So this Bible study and prayer model is called ACTS. It's something that Josh taught me. And in any season, I think that you can always just sit down and use this as a starting point. So ACTS is an acronym. It stands for A, being adoration. And a lot of times I think we only look at adoration out of a place of what God has done for us. But the point of adoration is actually to just dwell on the goodness of God and his character and praising him for who he is. And that's really what gets us into trouble in our faith journey when we are trying to conceive and we're going through these big, heavy emotions and start feeling our relationship with God slipping. Honestly, it comes down to us channeling our adoration for him only based off of our circumstances. Or maybe that's what we've done our whole life. We just never knew it. We're just adoring God because, oh, he gave me a husband or he gave me this job or he's blessed me financially or whatever. And it's everything he's done for us. But adoration, truly loving God comes down to loving him for who he is, period. Because he's faithful, because he's good, because he is the king of kings, because he is the creator of the universe. Adoration is just that, spending time praising God for how awesome and incredible he is. And you can even do like character studies on God, which is pretty cool. So that's the A. The C is confession. And I think this is a really powerful component of kind of rebuilding your relationship with the Lord is admitting your sins and asking God for his overflowing forgiveness and mercy in your life. I know that I tend to be a personality that's like, I don't want to be told what I've done wrong. <laughs> I I also feel like because I grew up in the church, I really struggled to comprehend sin in my life. I've always done quote unquote, the Christian thing, good thing, making good decisions, all of that kind of stuff on a moral level, but not really understanding that I do need to confess my sins, that there are sins in my life that I was a lot of times turning a blind eye to because I would compare sin like, oh, well, it's not as bad as this, right? Like this is really bad. So confession is such a powerful healing piece to getting back right with the Lord because it's where you're going to just show up vulnerably and where you're going to feel exposed and allow him to come in and heal the hurts in your life that the enemy is trying to use to cause that division between you and God. So coming back in, admitting where you've been holding things 
things against him or like even the adoration piece it's like maybe you need to just confess that you've only been loving him for what he's done for you and not for just who he is that's also something that you can confess so that's the confession piece I think is so powerful and then the T stands for thanksgiving thanking God for all the things he has done for you now this is the part where we do get to thank God for circumstances when we are in a waiting season it is so important to grow gratitude because when you're in a place of gratitude for what you have you create contentment in your life but when you don't have gratitude for where you're at aka you don't have a baby you're not a mom you are this is my seventh year of trying and that person tried one time and they got pregnant all of those pieces start adding up and they deteriorate any gratitude that you have for God which means that you do not have contentment in your life you are looking at what other people have you're comparing you're jealous and all of those things are going to lead to the sin and the area of living that we don't want to be in that that place of desolation and frustration right so taking time to thank God for all of the things that he has done for you I love to go back and it's called like going back to your Ebenezer's and I'll dive into this on a different episode but basically what that means is anytime that God has like been faithful or done something answered a prayer like whatever that might be for example like my husband I spent so much time praying for my future husband and I spent a lot of time waiting for him too so I built an Ebenezer it's like a biblical term where it's kind of like building a stone of remembrance back then of what God has done it was something they did in the Old Testament so in my mind I build like this mental Ebenezer of what God did for me in the past that I know I can trust his faithfulness in my future so for my relationship with my husband I'm like gosh thank you Lord for all of the wonderful ways that you provided that for me that I can enjoy this marriage relationship or maybe it's a job or maybe it's your parents or it's a friendship or it's a church community like there is something in your life that you can draw out and you can thank God for because he has given you things he has answered prayers in the past he's not just no 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 no. so you have to look for the yeses in your past in your current life season to be able to cultivate that gratitude it's just so powerful and the final thing is our s and that's supplication bringing your requests for yourself and for others to God and of course this is where we pour out our heart of wanting to conceive and opening our womb and asking the Lord to do a miracle work through us um I think it's so valuable to continually petition heaven for and God for this answer for this prayer specifically I think there is absolutely where hope is cultivated is knowing that you are going to the one source who actually controls life and death so often we get distracted especially in the fertility world of what can I do what can I do to conceive like what medications can I take what little tricks and tips can I try and who can I see and who's gonna save me who's gonna heal me like you are constantly looking for an answer and all along the answer is always in Jesus Christ like no doctor no medication no way of doing things to try to conceive is going to heal you or create life life is in the hands of the creator and that is God at the end of the day us conceiving Highland was an act of God giving life to her it wasn't what the doctors did because I even went into that IVF appointment right before we had our transfer for Highland I remember asking the doctor like what are the chances that this works and he honestly couldn't even give me an answer he said I will not give you a statistic or an answer for that because there's only so much that I can do on my end all I can do is put the baby right there all I can do is make sure that we did the medication but at the end of the day science only goes so far and I just felt like that was just such confirmation like at the end of the day it's God who gives life it's God who takes life so I really need to continue to bring my request to him instead of constantly searching and scouring the internet for 
solutions, for answers, for for the next thing to try, I need to just go to him and be like, look, Lord, I'm going to adore you for who you are. I'm going to confess ways that I have not been faithful and I have not loved you the way that you've called me to according to your word. I'm going to create gratitude and contentment in my life by thanking you for all the things that you have done and that you are doing for me today. And I'm going to just have supplication and bring these requests to you. The ways that I want a baby, the ways that I want to become a mom, Lord, I'm going to bring this to you and petition you consistently. And this is going to open up that avenue of communication following this simple process of acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication is going to open up the door for you to experience that growth with your relationship with the Lord, to be able to understand who God is. Like he will meet you when you come to him with these things, right? Like he is going to start moving in your life. He is going to start giving you that feeling of inexpressible joy that we read about in first Peter. And he's going to start overwhelming you with hope and contentment because you are seeking his presence in the midst of your waiting season. And you are coming to him when you felt alone, isolated, and distant. So choosing him is always the right choice. It's so hard when we do feel those emotions of anger, but even bringing that anger with you in your time of prayer and just saying, Lord, like I'm just angry. I'm just so angry right now. I'm so frustrated with you, but I still choose to praise you because you are the creator of the world, because you are a good father, because your word says that you are Emmanuel, God with us. That's going right into the feeling of what you're feeling with your adoration, with your confession, all those pieces. You do not have to hold back with God. I love that about him. Like he's just waiting there with love and compassion, but it's our responsibility to take the action step of coming to him. Take the action step of slowing down enough to spend time in prayer, active prayer, verbal prayer, alone prayer with God. So if you're missing your hope, if you're missing your peace, if you're missing, you know, you're just so filled with anger, you can't even operate healthy anymore because you're just overwhelmed by these emotions that your circumstances are turmoiling and creating in you. It's time to come to God. It's time to have some prayer. It's time to let these areas of prayer truly transform you. I don't know about you guys, but when I adore God, when I confess to him, when I when I express my gratitude for him and when I ask him for things, the end of that prayer, I'm always going to walk away with peace because that's what he promises us. My peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. He promises us. So if we don't have that in our life, it's because you're missing time with him. And maybe if you're spending time with him, you're not talking to him. You're reading somebody else's thoughts. I think that's a huge area, right? Is that we're digging into these devotional books and we're reading what everybody else has to say about God's word, but we're not actually just talking to God. And talking to God would heal our hearts. Talking to God would change our perspective. Talking to God would show us who he actually is and reveal his goodness to us. Give us his peace. Allow him to be our source of life through the hardest thing that we walk through. So I hope that this was encouraging to you guys. At the end of the day, God is waiting right there for you with love and compassion. And it's just a simple decision to go to him and to use the axe model and just start building a relationship again with him. He's not a friend to hold grudges. He's not a friend who's just going to be like, oh, you didn't show up for a while. No thanks. He's the God who's like, you know what? I love you. You're my kid. Come on in. Let's talk. I have love for you. I have peace for you. I have joy for you. I hope that today's episode and the content in it really gave you something strategic to start taking action today and really rebuilding that relationship with the Lord because a relationship and open communication with him is where your hope, peace, and joy is really going to be found. If you are looking to take it a step further and really just apply these principles, create a plan that's going to help you make growth, you can book a one-on-one mentorship call. We will 
dive deeper into your specific situation and really go through obstacles that you're facing and come up with a strategic plan that's personal to you that will help you take action over the next two weeks and really start seeing that relationship start growing right off the bat. So if you're interested in that, again, make sure you check out the link below and I look forward to serving you. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.